0: Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in his kingdom. We are committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical science backed lifestyle tips and information to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally and physically. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Have you ever wondered if emotions affect your physical heart? Guess what, my dear friend? Emotions and heart health are very connected. Heart disease, heart attack, and strokes are all linked to our emotional health. And I know if you're like most people, you think of emotions as coming from your heart, but probably don't really think of emotions' effect on your actual heart. So today, guess what we're going to be talking about? We're going to explore the vast world of emotions and what they can do to our heart. We're going to talk about what emotions are, we're going to look at their effects on our heart. And then we're going to finish with seven actionable steps for keeping both your emotions and your heart healthy. So my dear, dear friend, my sister in Christ, are you ready to dive into emotions? First, let's look at what they are. <laughs> Answering the what are emotions question is, Is complicated. They are so complicated that there is actually no agreed upon definition for emotions. Psychologists, scientists, even theologians differ in how they define emotions. And because of this, you're told that there's anywhere between five and 30 emotions. So, what are they? I define emotions as feelings given to us by God so that we're able to express all we experience in life. Scientifically, they're a, quote, neural impulse that moves us into action, end quote. And psychologists, they define them as, quote, a complex state of feeling that results in a physical and psychological changes that influence thought and behavior. So, emotions in our heart, they're not actually processed in our heart. They're processed in an area of our brain called the limbic system. Parts of our brain, such as the hippocampus, amygdala, and hypothalamus are all part of this system. The hippocampus is where new information is consolidated into long-term memories, and two almond-shaped areas known as the amygdala are involved in memories, decision-making, and emotions. And finally, the hypothalamus, that keeps our body in homeostasis, aka balanced, and links our nervous and endocrine systems together. The effect that emotions have on blood pressure, stress hormones, and many other things all depend on this hypothalamic linking of our nervous and endocrine systems. I pray that this brief glimpse into how God created our brains helps explain the connection between our emotions, memories, and the decisions we make. Because I don't know about you, but for me, my memories and the decisions I make usually have a pretty strong emotional component to them. Our emotions are powerful, and they're connected to most, if not all, parts of our lives. So, our heart... Have you ever noticed how many verses are in the Bible telling us how we're to handle our emotions? God, being the all-knowing God that He is, must have known that we would need help figuring out how to deal with emotions. Another reason might be because of what emotions can do to our health, including their effect on our heart. Luke 6.45 says, The good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil tr- treasure produces evil, for it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. And Proverbs 4.23 tells us, Keep your hearts with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. God is telling us that our hearts matter. And I pray that this episode today about emotions and heart health helps you keep your heart with all vigilance. But first, it's important to realize that emotions, they're not bad. Even Jesus got angry and sad. As with all things, emotions included, we're to follow Jesus's lead. Because when we don't, Emotions can negatively affect more than just our heart health. So now let's look at our heart's response to emotions. Because there are so many emotions, I'm going to just briefly talk about three key ways emotions affect the health of our heart. If you want to dig deeper into these things, I'm including links in the show notes for this episode. So the first Loneliness. Social isolation and not being part of meaningful relationships is associated with making you three to five times more susceptible to developing heart disease. The people in this particular study who maintained strong cultural and social bonds didn't develop negative heart health issues. It was the emotion of loneliness that was connected to increased rates of heart disease, heart attack, and stroke. Second, depression. This particular study looked at how unhealthy relationships affect the heart. And it's probably not surprising that emotionally or physically harmful relationships can increase the risk for negative coronary events. But when these relationships lead to depression, the risk for negative effects on your heart is even higher. And third, anger. Whether you express anger through hostility, aggressiveness, or you bottle it up, research shows that all forms of anger can contribute to heart disease. The more anger you experience, the higher the incidence of both coronary heart and artery disease. And then another emotion many of us struggle with in some way is stress. And because stress is such a big topic, I want to talk about it in more depth than those other three emotions. But before we do that, I want to encourage you a bit. If you're struggling with overwhelming loneliness, depression, anger, or stress, would you seek help? Go to your pastors or find a Christian counselor in your area. Asking for help, dear woman, is a brave, bold thing to do. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. We also have some additional resources that I've linked in the show notes as well. God is for you. And I believe that He'd tell you the same thing that He told Joshua in Joshua 1 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, dear friend, be strong as you see what emotional stress does to your heart then take courage and pray about the seven steps that i'm going to talk about next but first emotional stress you remember that amygdala that i just mentioned the area that's involved in memory decision making and emotional responses well some of the emotions your amygdala processes are the intense emotions like stress anxiety and fear any idea what those emotions are linked to? <laughs> yep, you guessed it, heart disease and heart attack risk, as well as other cardiovascular events. It doesn't matter if it's sudden or, and short-lived or chronic stress, all forms of emotional stress impact your heart. Stress causes your heart rate to increase, your blood pressure to go up. And then stress hormones are released in your body. Each of those things stresses your heart, causing it to work harder. And all forms of stress also tell your body to make white blood cells. And white blood cells, they're good things. I mean, they're part of your immune system's way of protecting you. But this white blood cell protection that happens with stress also causes inflammation, and that can cause plaque buildup on your arteries. That's what leads to the development of heart diseases, including things like heart attack and stroke. It's important for us as women to realize that stress does this because it starts long before you're diagnosed with heart disease, long before you have a heart attack, and long before you have a stroke. Stress of all forms, including emotional really can break your heart. And for women, you and I, we're more susceptible to developing these stress-related heart problems than men are. The toll of emotional stress impacts a woman's heart 10 years earlier than it does a man's. Dr. Tawakai I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. A cardiologist that's written on emotions and heart health says, we often say we need to deal with our stress as if it's just a nuisance we have to tolerate. But we probably need to change our mindset to focus on treating stress if it's indeed as toxic as we are now realizing. Stress is toxic and emotions when not handled the way that God instructs us to, are damaging to our heart. So, now those seven steps that I talked about. If you're a Christian, you've got some amazingly powerful tools for keeping your heart and emotions healthy. And if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this episode, would you go to the contact form and reach out to Sarah and I so that we can? Call you, FaceTime you, or talk with you about Christianity because God does want a relationship with you as well. And these seven things that we're going to talk about next can be for you and not just for the Christians who are listening. At the moment of salvation, You were filled with the same Spirit of God that Jesus had when he walked on this earth, dear woman. And in addition to the power of God Most High dwelling inside of you, you've also got God's Word and prayer on your side. And these are the three things that the next seven steps we're going to talk about rely on. The moment you feel a spark of anger, we need to be slow to anger. James 1:19 and 20 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. We need to quickly turn to God in prayer when we feel anger. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us ears that hear and to help us not get angry. When you've removed yourself from the situation, ask the Holy Spirit to show you why the situation made you anger. Was it righteous anger, anger because you felt hurt, or anger because you didn't feel heard, understood, or appreciated? Consider memorizing that verse and journaling about what happens as you learn to slow your anger. Also, these seven verses that I'm covering today I've put them into a PDF that you can download that are graphics. So you can print them and cut them out and put them around your house if you want to. Number two, walk in the spirit. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Notice that this passage is full of emotional contrast, emotions of our flesh versus the Spirit who lives inside of us. Each of these things also flows from our heart, and God wants us to have healthy hearts and emotions. And He knows we can only have these things if we're walking in the Spirit. So, which of the things in this passage are you struggling with? Write them down and then write out a prayer asking the Holy Spirit to help you bear good, heart-healthy fruit. Number three, we need to supplement our faith. 2 Peter 1. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Look at how this passage progresses. It doesn't start with love. It starts with faith. And then we're asked to supplement our faith. Right now, where do you feel you're at emotionally? What could you do so you're progressing to the end goal of love that's mentioned in this passage? Spending time in prayer, reading God's word, going to church, and being part of a Bible study are all ways that you can supplement your faith. Put some steps in place and protect the health of your emotional and physical heart. Number four, don't do it alone. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. God knows we can't do anything in life on our own. That's why Jesus left us with the same help He had, the Holy Spirit. But sometimes you need the help of a pastor or counselor as well. That's okay. If you're struggling with any form of overwhelming emotions, give them to the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit for help, and seek additional help if needed. Number 5. Maintain unity. Ephesians 4, 1-3 through 3 says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love— eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Being humble and gentle isn't easy, but it's something that Christians are called to. Think about how gentle and loving God is. Then think about how Jesus humbly handled all of the difficult situations He was faced with. Where do you need to exchange unhealthy emotions for humility, gentleness, patience, and love? Asking the Holy Spirit to help you put these things in practice is a good thing. And remember, be patient with yourself and with God's perfect plan for you. 6. Choose self-control. Proverbs 25, 28 says, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Self-control is a virtue that's beneficial in all areas of our lives, emotions included. In the Old Testament— Cities had big protective walls around them to keep the people that lived in them from harm. And this verse is saying that without self-control, we're left vulnerable, and anything can come in and rob us blind the same way that a city without walls left its inhabitants vulnerable. So how has a lack of emotional control left you feeling? Write down the different ways emotional self-control could benefit you. Then write out some action steps that you could take the next time your emotions well up. And seven, let peace rule. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. The peace of Christ should sit on the throne of our heart. Not stress, anxiety, worry, anger, depression, sadness, jealousy, or any other misplaced emotion. So what what emotions are ruling your heart? Write this verse out or print it up the, with the PDF that I mentioned and put it in your car, at your desk, on your mirror, everywhere you need to be reminded of it. Then ask God to forgive you for allowing anything to rule your heart except for Him. Also ask Him to take your emotions and replace them with His perfect peace. We also have some additional emotional health resources in our Christian Woman's Whole Health Starter Guide. And if you've not downloaded that free resources free blah, 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 resource, you can grab it in the show notes. Sarah has some great emotional health tips in there and some daily practices that you don't want to miss. The health of our heart and emotions is a big, weighty subject, and I want you to walk away from this episode encouraged. Yes, emotions can damage our heart and lead to heart attacks, heart disease, and strokes. But, dear woman, God's Word is powerful and mighty to save. The pages of Scripture are full of emotions, full of guidance for how to handle emotions and encouragement for when you're struggling with your emotions. Because I don't want you feeling like you've got to, quote, help yourself, I didn't include any of the many self-help steps I could have. I know you've got enough to do. My prayer is that the seven steps that come from God's word for emotional and heart health leave you empowered, that you walk away from this episode relying on the Spirit of God and knowing that God is for you. I also pray that you would trust God to heal your heart and bring you to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Until next time, remember, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. If God said Scripture will equip us for every good work, you can rest assured God will do as He promised. So go. And use God's word as the powerful tool that it is and watch how it changes the health of your heart and emotions. If you'd like more information and steps for dealing with some of the emotions, check out the additional links and resources in the show notes. God bless, dear woman. Know that we're praying for you. And if you have specific prayer requests, reach out to us on the contact form so that Sarah and I can be praying for you specifically. We love you and are so thankful for God, to God for you. God bless.